Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated portals. Welcome home. No one man should have all of that 
of the superhead rules in this age of water bearing. We in the matrix, auto staring, hydroplaning. Down the information highway, hanging out the window, shooting at the angels' highway. 9 p.m. Tuesday to Friday, it's Tuesday. If you coming at it sideways, you can say that in my way. The good doctor Sinatra, a bojangle, the fallen angel, the church of Satan. What we gonna see? The church debating, the earth's awaiting. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the earth is shaking. We birth a nation, we percolating. We easy to swallow. The information is hard as hell. The pills is in circulation. The personations hard to tell. The smurfs is hating. Somebody go rent hell, Gargamel. Don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. I bring my life to the table. I bring my wife to the table. I bring health, wealth, knowledge, yourself to the table. I bring no less TV to the table. Conscious table. I bring no less radio to the table. Conscious radio. Conscious Wikipedia. I bring DVDs, books, no less media to the table. Killing fables. I'm to the families of the royals. I bring King County to the table. Restoring royalty. The melanated Clark Gable. Soldier culture. Peace, peace to the family, peace to the family. Pardon me, we were having a little bit of technical difficulty. Went ahead and opened up the line for our co-host, Brother Blue. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, God. Peace, what's good with you? Peace to you and yours, family. Welcome to Northern Less Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is the co-host, Brother Blue Pill. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I messed up earlier again. I said, this is your host, the blue pill. I'm, I'm trying to be you. I guess it's the, uh, the retrograde signals across. <laughs> you already. Yeah. But, um, yes, let the family know. Yeah. Talk to me. What's good, bro? Oh, nah. I was just saying, I want, where, where was, you know, let the family know where you at. Uh, I'm actually leaving the um, Anaheim Convention Center. This is in a beautiful, sunny state of California. Anaheim is a directly across the street from, from Disneyland. <laughs> I'm not in Disneyland, but I'm looking at it right now. Hold on one second. Yeah, hello? Yeah. I'm familiar with yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with that this area. Is, this is right. Yeah, I'm attending the biggest health expo in the continental United States. It just started this weekend. Um, actually, you know, they officially kicked off. Yesterday they were doing the setups. Today was pretty much, you know, the official start of it. But tomorrow and Sunday is going to be the full plethora you know what I'm saying? Land bands blow out. Now you, spe- you spectating or you participating? Get... Huh? Are you spectating or are you participating? I'm doing both. Oh, okay. I'm doing both. You know what I'm saying? I ran into a friend at an expo at last week's expo and I got 
thrown some passes. So I got to buy a pass. So everywhere that I go, you know what I'm saying, they they, they busting out the champagne, treating me all car blanche, thinking I'm about to <laughs> buy a kilogram of their herbs or what have you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm being um, accommodated to and what have you for, you know, what people perceive me to be. But at the same time, I'm here doing my homework about the health industry because everyone and anyone who's a player in this field in terms of, you know, in the market, and when I say the market, you know, the market is dictated by dollars and cents. So, yes, family, my apologies. I'm talking about a capitalistic structure, you know. These are the companies that are doing millions and millions of dollars and the uh in the health in the health industry, whether it be herbs, teas, tonics, you know what I'm saying, everything in this bro, everything in this yacht is gluten free. That's the wave of the future. You know what I'm saying? They got the new cheese, the day of cheeses, anything that you could think of organic in terms of goji berries and spirulina and this I mean everything. Oh, yeah. everything the shit that we be talking about is <laughs> up in here, is well represented. This is like, you can understand, this is the magic show of whole food shit. You get what I'm saying? So okay. you're talking about uh, ten, anywhere from 10000 to $100,000 booths, you know what I'm saying? And everyone is participating, is putting on the hits. And what I mean by putting on the hits is some people have put, $100,000 into their display to create an experience when you step into their booths. Again, this is the convention family for the buyers. This is where people come and make million-dollar orders. This is not uh, uh, this is not what you call it, um, New Life Expo, and that's take a shot at New Life because I hope to be there as well. Yeah, that's just a different just kind saying, of this is Yeah, it's, it's a different it's, it's, this is different, y'all. This is different. This is it's that thing right here. You know what I'm saying? This is where everyone who has a business in this field would aspire to getting to. You feel me? This is the big league. So I'm doing my homework so I can bring the notes back to the family for people that are serious about getting on this train. You feel me? Yes, indeed. People that are serious about... You got your camera actually, with you? I got I got I got the camera with me. I gotta buy a new t- a new card or what have you. Card, you know what I'm saying. Once I acquire my new video card, which will be tomorrow, I'm going to be shooting footage and getting pictures. Shout out to my homies, Organic Blood, the media team. They had took the pictures of my rings that we got posted on FB. So they got that real good eye. They got that real good cannon. They got that Shannon. Yeah, they got that, that, that Shannon. So I seen them in the building. They out here, you know what I mean? But, you know, when I say that we're grossly underrepresented, bruh, <laughs> please. I need the Google glasses for this shit. Like, <laughs> people need to see the walkthrough. They need to see it in real time. You know what I mean? Hip-hop, they, they, they just don't exist in this realm. You know what I mean? It just I seen what you know, I seen the nigga Rohan Marley 
you know, I'm about to ask him some Lauren Hill questions tomorrow on camera. You feel me? All right. Get him on the show. Ro- yeah, I seen Rohan in the building because they got the uh, the Bob Marley T and all that. Oh, there's a Bob Marley T? Yeah, I mean, yeah. With the ingredients. They got the... It might be like Yerba made or some shit like that. I'm going to get all of the information. We'll have everything on blast for tomorrow. I mean, for the, you know, for the weekend. But, like, you know, these people are giving away everything. Like, there's samples galore everywhere. So I got bags upon bags of, of, of product. You know what I mean? Tomorrow I'm going to come and get some more. Huh? You have um, putting KCL swag bags together. After yeah. <laughs> Do you have, by any chance, the um, samples of the Seventh Heaven to give out? I do not have Seventh Heaven samples, and more importantly, I don't have a Seventh Heaven booth. So, you know, people come to booths for samples. You feel me? They're not going to individually take a sample and walk off with it. Give me one second. Let me um, get this call real quick. All right. Sir, so uh, for the family that's out there, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for showing up in um, another record numbers on Tuesday's night Tuesday night show, where we welcome Sarah Suit and Seti as a guest, and now uh, the brother, in my humble opinion, gave a a, a great performance. You know what I mean? You know, of course, my phone was ringing uh, throughout the week. People want to talk about one phone call out of, you know, many other phone calls and other information that was dropped. You know, just in terms of the brother's uh, movement and what he's doing and, um, you know, the good deeds that he was able to accomplish and things of that nature. So for the family that's in the Atlanta area, that plan to attend the festivities this weekend that um, the sister Fela and her organization is partaking in by inviting the brother down there. You know what I mean? I hope you enjoy yourselves. Uh, try to document it, you know what I mean, for those of us that can't make it. Put the pictures on Facebook. You could go to Know the Ledge TV to the fan page, click like, and post pictures there as well. And that's for the family as for all events, you know what I'm saying? Um, know the Ledge TV, Facebook, you could go there, uh, click the like, and you could leave news articles if they pertain to the information that uh, we either build on now or have been building on over the past three or four years throughout the, you know, just throughout the shows, the different guests and the different topics. And you can also post pictures from events or if you have products and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Not personal pictures like you chilling on the porch and all of that. You could do that on your page, but on Know the Ledge page, we want to keep it in the rounds of the information or the events, you know what I'm saying, in different states and whatnot. Let the family see who come to visit the page what's going on. They may be in that state. They may not be aware of the community that's in that state, and that's some of the quickest ways for, you know, the network to connect and get stronger. So, you know, feel free to do that. 
Um, also for the family that's in Atlanta this weekend and plan to attend the Brother Polite's event. You know what I'm saying? Do the, you know, try to do the same thing. Uh, put that information up, you know what I mean? And we will definitely, you know, spread it on the network. Let the family know. Lou, you with us? And um, for the family in New York City, I by the end of the show, I will have an uh, update as to the event that's taking place Sunday with our mother, Annette Thomas. If it's going down or if it may be postponed, we're having um, a little bit of issues in terms of, you know, the information that they're giving. She's in California, and they were giving information to people in the airport about flights being canceled because apparently there was supposed to be a blizzard. It wasn't really a blizzard, so I don't know what's going on, and I will definitely uh, be able to keep you abreast. So by the end of the show, we'll have more information for the family that's planning to attend. All right.
listen to special guest Shantam Natmaya as he expounds on giving women orgasms without touching her. And listen to the young phenom as she will expound on what information is to be brought forward for the community and for new covenant new covenant members. All right. So Phantom Nitmia is out to shake the world up with his presence. He has pioneered his own revolutionary form of body work designed to take men and women on a journey from sex to superconsciousness while hailing at the deepest levels. A disciple of Osho since 1980, Nityama also utilizes his expertise in numerous healing modalities, including Reiki, polarity therapy, body talk, advanced Qigong, and neurostructural integration techniques. All right? So that's what's up. Very interesting. Pardon me. Pardon me, God. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, I read the description, and um, I'm ready to bring the callers in, if that's okay with you. Um, Yes, it is. Again, like I said, you know, for the family that's out here, uh, out west on the west coast, we got some big things in development. I don't want to speak on... They got a tendency to do that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to do it this time. I ain't going to uh, lay all the cards on the table, but we're putting something together out here major for the family to be that staple out here out west for, for, for health, for nutrition, for wellness, you know what I mean? So some, some pretty big things on the horizon to be announced very soon. In the meantime, in between time, again, peace to the family. I hope everyone has a Wonderful, spectacular evening, uh, and as well as a weekend. All right, please continue. All right. So, um, we'll go ahead and open up the line for our first call of the night. That's our brother, right? So, call us from three four seven four six five. Peace. Call us from three four. Peace, peace. Is this brother polite? Yes, yes. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Come on, I'm out west. Y'all got to turn up a little bit. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a whole lot of goji berry juice. (laughs) I just up a little. Y'all got to turn it up a little bit, man. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm I'm doing good. Can't complain. Can't complain. You know, we're going, going as hard as we can for 2013. And I just want everybody to know, to be aware of generalizations that can be made. Because oftentimes when you become a master of a certain craft in particular, people will uh, limit you to that craft, lacking the understanding and our ability to wear many hats. So our new covenant community has a great deal to offer to our people and the world in general. So we are offering the community an opportunity and our endeavor to showcase yet another phenomenal member of our community, okay, which is Brother Nityama. He's he's phenomenal, and he's going to go hard. Or Nitvana, and he's going to break it down 
why Nick Yama, why Nick Fana. But he's he's an elder in our community, and he's a great great brother, man. He's he's a my personal mentor, and every time, you know, I'm in L.A. or I'm in Beverly Hills, I chop it up with him, as long as he's in town, and he's the real deal, and we all need that. So every community should have those elders that you can go to and beseech them for guidance in the new covenant. He, he is one of few that has been, you know, selected and been honored that he has received us, whereas we can go and confide in him and get guidance. There's a lot of corruption and stagnation in our black organization, and one of the main uh, reasons why we're so stagnated is because we have a, a lot of vibrant energy in the community, a lot of people that are ready to do something, and what happens is that energy has to be cultivated. So we have a lot of brothers and sisters who mean well, and they're great. They're great. They're phenomenal. They have uh, quite a bit of zeal, a great deal of intellect. But the problem is who do they go to? As they are young and aspiring in leadership, who do they go to? Who do they confide in? Who pulls their shirt and says, hey, I think you should go that way. I think you should go this way. You know, I've been honored to have Dr. Yoke in my corner to to be that person for me. And I've been honored to have a brother like Nick who will call me or I would speak to him and he would critique me and, and tell me what direction I should go in. You know, I'm right. out of him that the most. I mean, he'll tell you, like, I, I'm humble enough. I sit at his feet. I go out and I go hard. I get my two, my 300 people showing up to classes. And I do my thing. But that doesn't mean I don't have the humility to listen and be critiqued, especially by someone older than me who has been around the sun way more than I have. And he's not a condescending type of brother. He don't speak to you right. condescendingly. He's he's straight to earth. We need that. You know, he's he's a great man. So I want to say that first and foremost before he even goes into the the, the detail of what's going to be uh, spoken about tonight, I want to make it clear that he, he is somebody that in confidence I speak to so I can be aligned properly when I come out before the public. That's how great he is. And we need that element back in the community where we have those people that we can entrust in our village or in our community that we can go to when we have uh, issues or there's turmoil right. or we, we need to be cultivated. So you feel yeah. that it's time that... Um you know, you present that element of your organization to the world. Yes. That that man, sounds I, like, you know, it sounds like the hidden piece on the board. Right. It's real, man. We need it. You know, and so we got to get everything. We got to get the economics. We got to get the spirituality. And that's why we said this is spiritual economics. So now you're about to engage on the spiritual part of New Covenant, you know. And he's the real deal. So March 17th at the National Black Theater at Fifth Avenue, on Fifth Avenue between 125th and 126th Street, we will have a number of things going on March 17th. We have our initiations taking place for members of New Covenant, you know, people that are looking to engage uh, our NCSD, New Covenant Special Defense, or NCPO, New Covenant Peacock Order. They will be there for initiation purposes uh, 12 o'clock at the National Black Theater. Okay, so for the lecture, the people are coming in for the proficiency exams to take tests 
to see if they qualify for job placement in our new comedy community consistent of midwives. And I actually have a promotional clip going up uh, later tonight or early tomorrow morning before we head out to Georgia with uh, two new covenant members that did home births successfully and also just purchased property. When I went out to California, one brother just met me and like nine days later, he told me nine days prior, he said, yeah, I want to get some property. I've been a member. I love what you're doing. Nine days later, he bought some property in Sacramento, all right, uh, for thousands of dollars cheaper than what it's worth. You're going to see it on the promo. And his child was born the same day. It's a beautiful story. Um, his wife was in labor while he was over there purchasing. And I videotaped some of the, the sales and everything that took place at the auction. And we was able to use our stats correction and trust to help us reap the real estate and tax benefits of such a purchase. So it's a phenomenal task when a man has a newborn child uh, being born. His wife is in labor. He's purchasing this property in this newly found dimension of thought. Comes home and the child is born in the household based from the context of what he's learning from New Covenant. And it was a successful birth. And we have another brother who also, his child was born home birth. And they had the same midwife, and it was successful. And his wife uh, uh, got property as well while I was out there in L.A. a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it was like two Mondays ago or one Monday ago. So needless to say, two Mondays ago, needless to say, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and we're making it happen. I went out there, I taught, and I always invite people when we go to make purchases, whether they're purchasing or not, come out here and see what we do, see it in person, so you could be uh, jealous enough and enthused enough to say, man, I should have been ready, but next time I'm going to be ready. Is that easy? That's all I got to do? So this is real, right. and it's Let very important. Right. I'm listening. How did this past uh, week's event go? You know what I'm saying? We are very much interested to know how that took place. I believe it was Brother Lamar, he's at Nicholas. He was at Nicholas, right? Yeah, we had a packed class in uh, Nicholas, man. Standing room, straight from California. Him and I taught side by side on the Stats Correction and Trust. It was great. We okay. well received. Yeah, he did an excellent job. He's 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 a, a great student in our community, um, yes, and he's a very humble man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm younger than him, but he has humbled himself as my student. And I mean, he's brilliant. He's brilliant before he's my student. You know. But it's just the fact that he doesn't mind, and he, he, he always glorifies me as well, and I always glorify him. He's he's our, our shining light. He's our sovereign and supreme grand ambassador of the community. It's a, it's a beautiful thing when you have other teachers in the community that can represent us in such high, high regard and due fashion. It's outstanding, and that's what uh, Nick Yama is going to do today, too. He's going he's gonna to represent us in due form because he, too, is also a New Covenant member. And he's traveled all over the world. He's been to Thailand, China, everything, uh, performing these miraculous feats, as we would conceive it to be. It's very simple to him. But performing these feats, but it's coming into the hood that he has the reluctancy to do, or maybe because of the, the state of mind that we are in, you know. But nonetheless, he always wanted to bring it back, but he always told me, he said, Polite, I had to make sure I get this thing to a science because black folk want to be in awe. They don't want to just hear you talking it. They want to be in awe. So I can't just come here and break down, breathe like this, breathe like that. He said, I had to take it to a whole nother level. 
He said, we push each other hard. So he said, now I'm coming into the community. I'm going to show them this. But he's not doing this to petition to y'all to, to buy something from him or anything. The man is doing good. He's doing us a favor by just coming out and, and sharing his wisdom with us March 17th at the National Black Theater in Harlem, New York. So on that Sunday, March 17th at the National Black Theater in Harlem, New York, we're going to have the proficiency exams for people that want to get job placement. Of course, those exams is based on the lessons and some of the reading material for our community, our curriculum, and providing you score on the highest percentile, not percentage, the highest scores amongst scores. Uh, you get your placement. Those people that scored re- relatively high, the last one, they will come in. We still employ that they take the exam, but we have something ready for them as well. And then, uh, of course, we're doing the initiations with NCPO and NCSD, New Common Peacock Order, New Common Special Defense. And then we also have the dissertation, and I'll be delivering uh, New Covenant Code of Conduct and Geopolitical Disposition and Human Interface. Uh, I'll be delivering that for the community that day. It's going to be a great dissertation on, you know, where, where we stand, what, what it actually means to be sovereign, uh, why in that context we use the terminology, okay, head of the crown, in contrast to sovereign for a number of reasons because the connotation of the word sovereign is likened to that of the word nigger. It's an ancient term. Nigger also uh, denoted a title of nobility established by an Ethiopian sovereign. Yet again, the word sovereign. And with anything that's associated with us being rulers or royalty, somehow the terminology gets contorted and we got to run away from the word. So even the word sovereign. It's the same case where now it's like it's almost as bad as the word nigger, and you hear it and you make it synonymous with something bad. The word just means royalty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, we use uh, head of the crown, but in the right context, we understand what sovereignty is. It's just unfortunate that because people are upset with the country, mostly distressed and distraught, that they should use the context of sovereignty as a pass to break laws, or do impractical, less than pragmatic things. And we have to make sure we can disassociate ourselves from those people because we do what we do for spiritual and economic purposes, which both runs concurrent with real estate, and we explain that very thoroughly in our community, why real estate is our key, okay, to establish lines of credit, to establish ourselves as royal, to establish ourselves in commerce, to build uh, equity or equitable disposition in front for our trust, it's a number of things that real estate has been used for since ancient times to present day that we have to familiarize our people with so we can establish a forward momentum to which then we can leave our next generation with a legacy. Like into that of the, the ancient Egyptians, they left real estate here. That's what we all bugging out about. It, them pyramids is real estate. And we, we sweating the ancient Egyptians just on the strength of their real estate set. So ain't nothing different. Ain't nothing changed. We just got to do it today instead of keep talking about who did it before. So, that's what it is. We, that's, and then, of course, at the end of the closing of March 17th, we're also going to have our brother, our master teacher, our wise elder, Nirvana, who's going to break it down for us, how to give a woman an orgasm without even touching her. And then also other orgasmic principles, like how to give her multiple orgasms through her breast, how to, give her, uh, how to have her ejaculate out her mouth from her throat, being that the throat has material that shares assembly to to the material in the vaginal orifice, okay? Same material that's in the vagina, the same material that's in the throat, and causing them to thereby ejaculate 
from the throat out the mouth. Okay, so he's on some stuff. He's on a whole nother level. And one of the reasons, there's two main reasons why we're struggling today as a black community. The lack of sexual discipline and knowledge and finance. So we get our sexual energy, right? Because that's creative energy. So we get our sexual energy, right? And our commerce, right? I can't conceive why we as a people can't be thrusted forward into being the true rulers of society again. I can't see why we cannot reside on our throne again once we fix our sexual frustrations and our commercial issues. I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else worth talking about right now. So I can't wait till he gets on. So March 17th, he's definitely going to put that down, expound on things and ways you never heard it before. And anybody that doubts, please get on the table because he will do a live demonstration with you. There will be no fakes. If you think he's bringing fakes, then you come. My man is going to get it in. <laughs> He's going to do it. Live demonstration. Get out there. Get out there and do what you got to do. Yeah, the freaks will be out there too, but the conscious people will be out there too. The, the people high in commerce and commercially inclined will be out there too. It's going to be a nice uh, diversified crowd that day, March 17th, at the National Black Theater on 5th Avenue, 2033 5th Avenue, between 125th and 126th Street. Doors open at 2 o'clock for people are engaging in the information and also the people that's taking the proficiency exams. Doors open at 2. Get there early, and we'll we'll do the rest that day. Indeed. Um, so are you ready to bring the brother in? Yes, sir. Okay. And what, what, uh, what is the first three numbers of his phone number? Okay. His number would be us. But I had that. Oh, four one five two five nine. All right. Let me go check the call queue. Uh the brothers on the line, tell them to press one. All right. Yeah, so I'm telling them now. Yeah, do you see him now? No, not yet. You said 415? Yeah, 415-259. I know he was on earlier. I called him. He was on since 9 o'clock. Let me scroll down. Maybe he didn't press 1. Yeah, I don't well, see him as yet. Are we looking for you right now? <laughs> did Did you press one? Oh, he said he. Oh, did you press one though? Oh, so the thing is, we don't know what number to call you from. I'll pick you up on if you ain't calling from your cell phone. I gave you your cell phone number. 
What number is he calling from at 318? Uh, hold on. I'm going to find out now. Just the number six, six. Hello? Yeah, what number are you calling from? Give us one second, family. Hello, Polite? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a mouse uh, issue. The issue is I gave you the cell number that I thought he was going to call from. He's calling from the computer. So I'm exp- uh, when I told him press 1, I think he's under the presumption that he would be the only one that would have press 1. So he oh, can get yeah. it. He probably doesn't know how it works. And with the yeah, computer, so I'm plugging him in now to book. find out what's the number. Yeah. All right. Because I don't see a I don't see a Skype caller, so I would have, I would have opened that line. But there's a few hands that are up, so that's what I'm trying to figure out which one is him. Uh, how much people you have with their hands up online right now? Top three. All right, so I guess if you ran through them real fast, you just pick them up because he don't know the number that corresponds with the uh, Internet medium he's using to call in. Okay, so just go ahead and open up the lines and see which one is him. All right, thanks a lot. All right, hold on. All right, let's go to the first call. We're going to do this quick. Call us from the 661-748. Is this our guest for the night? Hello? Hello? Yes, greetings. This is Brother Ventiama. All right. I made it right on the first guest. Greetings and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio, brother. Oh, my pleasure. Yes, indeed. That's the other side of it. I should tell you all about (laughs) <laughs> no, we messing with each other. <laughs> Real brief before we even get into the conversation tonight, brother. Can you uh, give a brief introduction to the family as to who you are, a little bit of your background, and um, what field you represent? Uh, my name is Shantam Mitsuyama, and um, born in. Born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Left there quite a few years ago and started traveling all the way around the world. Uh, I'm a master body worker of a number of different modalities, uh, much of which I'm 
self-trained in and then also under the guidance and instruction of some masters that I've come in contact with during my time. Uh, my spiritual affiliation was uh, I was around Rajni, uh, formerly uh, also known at this point in time as Osho. I was a disciple of his from 1980 all the way through till now, uh, even though he has uh, at this time left his earthly body and is presiding in spirit. Um, I started working with the body very early on and discovered amazing things about it. And basically in my life as an adult, I've never worked anybody's job. I've only spent my time exploring and going deeper and deeper in the spirit realm and into spirituality, into all the different phenomena of the body. So some herbal um, background, some Qigong, and, but mostly for me, it's all been direct experience. And I guess in a lot of ways, I would contribute to things that I've come to see and understand, mostly due to my own exploration and my own uh, understanding the value of good questions, meaning that one good question is worth a thousand answers. So, it's been that that road for me as far as how I've come to where I am now. Traveled extensively in many different parts of the world. I've done my work in many different parts of the world. Uh, I have always considered, because of where I came from, I was such a skeptic, and I knew that the community that I came from my beautiful melanated brothers and sisters are quite skeptic and sometimes even quite superstitious. So I've had my melanated sisters like run from me. Now don't fear about me because you dangerous. You this, you that. And there's nothing dangerous about anything that I do. It's just higher understanding. And it's a sad day when we start to run from higher understanding as, as if it's something that's going to bite us. So, so that's, you know, and like I told Brother Provide, I said I, I refuse to come back to the black community. And I, I know that some of the people look and they see a European on the table doing the uh, video, a European <laughs> woman that I was working on, and they like, oh, man, look, he's dealing with Europeans. Well, there were sisters in the room that day, but none of them would volunteer. So... I had to go with what I could go with. So, mm-hmm. but I I understand where they're coming from. Um, but one of the things that I can say is that I was fortunate enough to have grown up without being heavily um, indoctrinated into the into the fact that I was black. Uh, I knew I was black, but wasn't nobody <laughs> telling me what it was supposed to mean. So therefore, I never. I never allowed it to stop stop me from going anywhere in the world and doing whatever I wanted to. And as a result, it has brought me to where I am today. So um, sometimes uh, our culture can be our limitation. So I'm really encouraging people to, like, yeah, know where you came from. Yeah, know what that means. 
And that is no way uh, letting you off the hook from learning. So I just share that with the community that I, I deal with all kinds of people. I can go anywhere and do whatever I got to go do. And without being curtailed or detained or restricted by anybody. So that's the art here is how do you get to the point where in your consciousness there's nothing on this planet, white, green, red, blue, or anything else that can stop you from doing what you came here to do. So are you still there? I completely agree with that. Yeah, so that's my my, arrival right there. Yeah, that's my little introduction for what it's worth. Beautiful, beautiful All right, well Without any further ado uh, Let's definitely get into the the topic of the night Because uh, a lot of people are very interested in the science that you possess And um, just the fact that you are a practitioner of an art That can... um, Help people reach an orgasm without, you know, without a uh, penetrate. I, I don't want to say, uh, you know, penetration or anything, but without being intimate, rather. Am I correct in that assumption? Well, I would say it the opposite. I would say I bring a woman to orgasm in a deeper form of intimacy than anybody could ever do rubbing on the top of a body. Indeed. Did, did, you, did you catch that? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm more intimate with it than if you was rubbing on the top of a body because I penetrate right through all of that. Right. Getting to the core of things. Yeah, so that's as intimate as you can get. So I wouldn't say without being intimate. I would say by being the most intimate. Right, intense intimacy. Exactly. See, in the energy world, the more subtle something is, the more powerful it is. So, you know, coming up as a young brother, it was like hit it, bam it, and you know, you know, try to knock her brains Break out. Break it down, a, right? <laughs> knock her brains out through a vagina. And that's when you thought she was really doing something. Right. But it's right. they call it uh, beating it up. Yeah, beating right. it up. So that's not what but think about it. If a man walk in the room and glance at her and she go into orgasm, who's she really going to want to leave with? You, OG, man. He's an OG. They better hold on to their women that day, man. You a dangerous man. I know you ain't supposed to be dangerous, but I'm telling you, you dangerous, man. <laughs> Go ahead, man. The only thing that would make me dangerous is if I had bad intentions, and I in no way have bad intentions. Well, I would say that, you know what's dangerous, brother? When people that, that are in relationships have bad intentions amongst each other, I'm saying if a man yeah, has they, bad intentions with his wife, it's dangerous they, for him. They're, 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 own, they're, they're their own worst enemies in that moment. And that's, right. a lot, that's what, a lot of what I got to even communicate with. The moment, that right. the, man, the moment that the man becomes half woman, 
in the relationship, and the woman becomes all man, you got a problem. Yes, break that down. <laughs> I said, <laughs> we're living in a world where the men are graduated through this estrogen, estrogen that they're putting on them in every kind of way. They're being feminized all over the place, and they have no idea how to maintain their masculinity in a highly estrogenized world. So as yeah. a result, as a result, they start becoming more and more feminine by the day. Big old round butts and shit. You know, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't masculine. This is feminization taking place, and you're watching it right before your eyes, but half of the population has no idea what they're looking at. Mm. But you, you can tell when the when the men start becoming feminized by the things that they're introducing into their food and everything, and you can tell when the women become more masculine. Yeah. So you know, at that moment, you got to be sharp. You got to be intelligent to know how to protect your masculinity. And for a woman, she got to understand how to uh, refuse to allow these these uh, the powers that be to masculinize her to the point that her man ain't interested in her no more and she ain't interested in him. They just living together. <laughs> but that that's a that's a form of, of of a mild, subtle genocide taking place that we haven't recognized yet. You know, so you know, I'm an OG. I remember when men were men. I remember when men didn't have their pants hanging down to the crack of their ass saying, come and get it. <laughs> you know, that. see, anytime you, see, when a woman shows cleavage, she's attempting to attract a man to her to be, you know, take her sexually. Now we got all our young boys running around with showing cleavage, but in their butt. It's like, what, what happened? Why do you need your pants hanging down to the point that you're showing cleavage? What is this about? And who, whose idea was it? See, everybody thinks that they came up with these ideas because they become popular. Nah, that ain't what goes on here on this planet. You're in the major hypnotic trances that these people are putting you in all over the place. You got to be wise to protect your consciousness on a planet that is totally against consciousness. You can't go with everything that comes along or you'll be insane. So it's so yeah. much that has gone, gone awry in our community that it, most of it ain't even being addressed. And I just watched it and said, wow, this is amazing that Insanity is now just, you know, running amok. It's like it's almost as if insanity is the norm now. Exactly, and and people need to realize that normal, for the most part, is never natural. Hmm. It's never natural. There's a big difference between normal and natural. So people say, oh, it's normal. Everybody's doing it. That just means everybody's drunk the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So uh, why are you so proud of that? <laughs> yep, that whole group wanting to belong to the group. 
Yeah, Wanda belong, and yet you, you, if you don't, if you never belong to yourself, then you never belong to anything. Exactly. So you know, position, know thyself. Know thyself is the is the mantra that ought to be running throughout the the whole planet at this point, in light of the amount of insanity that's trying to take over. Mm-hmm. So. You know, all, all the things that I'm going to be bringing, they all are stemming from the fact that I've never allowed anybody to think for me. I'll listen to anybody, but they can't think for me. Yes. So this is what I'm wanting people to understand, and I'm wanting them to understand that the moment that you get all locked down in your sexuality, then you lose your sight from the rest of that from the rest of the time onward, you're just babbling. And babbling, is a, it amounts to nothing. Just talk. Mm. But, but it's can, can you, uh, when I was sitting down with my wife, dealing with you over breakfast in L.A., you know, uh, I, w- I would like you to expound on some of our conversation. You were speaking about being able to look at a woman's body and a body in general, but a woman's body, and just by seeing how high her butt may be or her shoulders, her chest protruding, you are able to determine where uh, toxins may be or where her discomfort may be or what emotions were uh, pretty much being discharged or how she was enclosed, not my wife in particular, but you was breaking down just seeing how, I remember you said something about the left foot, or the right foot, if it's turned yeah, it, yeah, that well, uh, you were able to determine something. I want you to yeah. break that down. That is phenomenal. Well, first of all, the body talks. Now, people talk out of their head, but in most instances when they speak out of their head, they're lying, both to themselves and to whoever they're talking to. <laughs> Now, the body has no ability to lie. So if an individual understands how to read the book of the body, then they'll know everything about you without asking you anything. Mm -hmm. So when I, number one, we're into, into, in the black community, we're into, like, butts, big butts. But does anybody even understand what a big butt is? Talk about it. Well, the catch in it is that if our women stop really being in sex and start performing for men, then her real sexual energy accumulates in her ass. It It just builds up because her real sexual energy is never being expressed. She's holding that while performing for you to dazzle you and keep you hypnotized so you'll keep on doing things for her that really you ought never be doing in the first place. So, wow. Please so, elaborate on that because I don't, I, don't I don't want anybody to be confused by that statement. Well, yeah, and it's, saying, a, it's a touchy subject when you start talking about the big butter the black woman. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with a 
a really well formed. But I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Thank but I'm God. saying when, when it when it becomes that there's so much energy accumulating in there until if I was to start to open up a woman that's accumulated a lot of energy in there, she'll feel like she's losing her mind with the amount of intensity of real sexual energy that will start moving in her. See, most women, they, they are having sex, but they're still controlling everything. And see, one of the things about a woman is that she is supposed to be deep into surrender, deep in her ability to be transparent. I, I walk down the street in, in the, on the planet today, and I meet my melanated sisters, and I'm attempting, I look into everybody's eyes to see is there anybody at home because there are so few people at home these days until you walk around out there and there's lights on, but ain't nobody in there. So I give, I give everybody I have passed the opportunity to show me, is there anybody at home? Now, I walk by my melanated sisters. They look at the ground. They look over here. They act like they walk by like they never even passed a human being. And I'm like, what is this sickness? This is a sickness to me. This is what I experienced when I was younger in my life from white people looking like they didn't see nobody pass. And young brothers, I speak to them, they, don't, they just look at you like you didn't even say anything. This is insanity. This has got nothing to do with consciousness. This has got nothing to do with being black. This is a, some aberration that is taking place amongst our people that I didn't experience when I was a child. So when I say that they're, they're sitting on their energy, I'm saying that women will lie to men, especially about sex. That If there's a place where women will lie, and I say they lie by withholding information that the brother needs. He needs to know that all that jumping up and down and stuff that he's doing ain't doing shit. They ain't going to tell you. <laughs> they know it. They know yeah. it. Because I talk to them. I've talked to thousands of them, and when they confide in me, they tell me the truth. But then the brother is walking around strutting like, man, I, I tore it up. Yeah, right. You exactly did just that. And it had no real spiritual impact on the sister. So wow. her energy is building up in her butt more and more and more because you have no idea how to access it. That's the energy that you should be tapping into to manifest things so you don't have to work so damn hard. But no, you don't understand that. You don't understand how to access that. You don't understand how to bring that forth and allow that energy that she's sitting on to work for you. So every time you have sex with her, you just make her make more and more energy. That, that gets stored in the lower half of her body. So all of them are walking around with their hearts shut down. And if you don't believe me, look at how much bigger they are below than they are up top. They're all mm. tight and crushed in, shoulders not nearly as wide as they need to be. Why? Mm. Because they are never sharing their heart energy with you. That's what she came to the planet to share with you. 
but she ain't wow. sharing it. She's afraid to even True. go there at this point. You're blacking out, man. I'm in meditation right now. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm going to be bringing when I, you know, when I come to New York. I'm going to be bringing to the black neighborhood that, hey, y'all went to see the deal somewhere along the road and ran all off the road in the bushes. And it's time to back the car up, come out the bushes, you know, get it back in the middle of the road, stop swerving. So I can almost look at a woman and I can tell her what, her, what parts of her body she has totally walked out of and never allows energy to be there because those are the areas where she's going to start accumulating waste. Those are the areas where she's going to start accumulating a lot of tension, a lot of tension. So you get to a certain point. Yeah, you got you, you got certain things going on, but you can hardly walk. I, personally, I'm not going to be really drawn to a woman that can hardly walk to have sex with. <laughs> it, it just ain't. It, it's a no compute for me. I don't. I, I don't understand. I, yeah, brother, can I ask you a question? At what point did you notice the um? disconnect from people associating sex with spirituality? Well, see, there's been very little communication and and real information about a connection between sex and spirituality because this white man gave us his incredible Bible. It turned out our community into a sex-negative environment. So if Jesus didn't say he was, like, you know, having sex ten times a day, then folks don't know if it's really okay to have it. So they do it, but with a lot of shame and guilt. I'm amazed at how many women I talk to, they don't want to have sex in a room that's lit. They don't want nobody to see them. This is amazing to me, and it's amazing to me how many men on the planet ain't has never seen a vagina, had sex with them, but ain't never seen one. Mm. I'd be a bit, I'd be a little bit leery of uh, dealing with things I ain't never seen. <laughs> they do have uh, uh, dentata out there, which is women that have teeth in their vagina. You might want to check them out before you like just go. Sticking your penis up in there. <laughs> this is a real phenomenon that exists on this planet. Yeah, someone spoke that. A brother spoke that. Uh, brother Azariah spoke about the vagina with teeth. Yeah, dental. <laughs> so you know the fly trap. Yeah, the real. In light of that, you might want to, you know, investigate things a little bit before you just, you know, in a dark room and start doing stuff. You don't know where you're going. Oh, man. It's crazy because it's true. A lot of brothers, I've had men come to me with the issue that 
something is going on because when they're inside, the woman's vagina feels like something is scraping. Mm-hmm. I said, ain't nothing in her vagina that's supposed to scrape. Mm-hmm. Wow. But there are men that have come to me with that problem. But I told them, I said, check closely and maybe he's intolerant. They need teeth in the vagina because it happens on this planet. Most of it is never recognized because what woman will go to the dentist looking for teeth in her vagina? (laughs) (laughs) That's I'm in that over there. Do you go to a dentist to remove it, or do you go to Uh, emergency? I'm just saying, like. What's the name of the degree of the doctor to deal with that? Like, I'm just interested. I want to read up on it. I'm a gentecologist. But, no, there's different things that go on on this planet. You know, so energy world is capable of of actually producing all kinds of abnormal and uh, unusual things. Abnormalities, so you're right. Yeah, abnormalities. They're all over. We're having more and more of them. The more that they mess with the food, the more radiation. We haven't even seen yeah the complete wave of all the new mutations that are on their way because Fukushima is just about to no. fully hit the coast of Cali this summer. So for the next 10, 15 years, Beyond, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We'll be seeing remnants and reflections of really, that. It's almost. You really, if you really understand, we've always dealt with radiation. That's where you got the the pubis, uh, uh, the the end of the penis, the flap on the end of the penis. That's where you got the clip from radiation. See, in the in the old in the indigenous people, they knew this. That's the reason why they cut the clip. And, and, and circumcised the penis. Radiation created in the man, he reaches full maturity as a baby, as a, a full, fully developed baby, and then radiation makes it keep going. So he starts trying to form a, a, a vagina on the end of his penis. That's overgrowth. The woman, on the other hand, she would have been born with a, 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 some women have hardly no clit or no signs of a clit. But when the radiation has been extensive throughout the, 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 the lineage, then you'll have women that have clits that look like little penises. I mean, huge. And so... In the indigenous cultures, when the radiation created this phenomenon, they cut the clit so that the woman would never get fascinated with this little penis that she was growing and miss the experience of her vagina. Now, what we have on the planet now is tons of women that are all fascinated with their clit. They got every kind of machine to put on it. They got everything that you can imagine to deal with the clip, but don't none of these women, hardly any of them, understand their vaginas, the actual feminine, feminine orifice. Wow. They don't understand it, but they fascinated with the penis, but they also fascinated <laughs> with being male. If you pay attention, but so 
possibly playing with a, with a woman's clip without introducing her to her vagina, she becomes more negative as a woman and more man-like. Whoa. Don't, don't nobody understand this no more. They, we, we say that people that cut the clit and circumcise, they're barbaric. No, they understood what was happening. Yeah. But the, the 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 Christian wherever it goes, wherever the Christian goes, it distorts wisdom. So they come in, the indigenous people are doing something because they understand. They come in and declare them immediately that they are unintelligent, ignorant, barbaric practically insane, need to be contained. Savages. Savages. And the, and the real savage is the individual yeah. that's coming in it and declaring people as savages. Right. So you got to be very on top of it to use your intelligence as you listen to what these people go to different countries and come back and tell you. And they're good at going places and coming back with their interpretation of what is the people that were already there were do, are doing. How the right. hell did you... They become the authority. You, yeah. <laughs> you ignorant, you ignorant in your own country, but now you're authority in somebody else's. No. No. Uh-uh. You got to wake up. You got to be alert here. This is, this is far from what it... There is nothing that you see in the world today that is actually what it appears to be. And I said nothing, not a zero. So if you walk around thinking you know what's going on because you know this and you've seen that in this world, then you're ignorant. I, I never pay those kind of people any attention. Because you got to, you, you got to, you got all your information from an unreliable source. I don't know right. how you think how individuals declare themselves intellectuals and intelligent getting information from unreliable sources. Mm. This is, I don't, I don't, I never debate anybody because, uh, you know, how how do you debate ignorance? Mm. Possible. You got to ignore ignorance. Ignore ignorance, exactly. And that's what I do. When people even start asking me real insane questions, I just smile and walk off. And then they, did you hear my question? I say, yeah, that's the sad part. Little balls that man. this. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yo, you know my wives and children are loving it, man. We listen to this. This is this is the hot ninety seven for us. This is power hour. This is the radio for us, right here. You know, and I'm I'm just happy because I tell so much people about you in the community. That is, and I tell I told a lot of the brothers and the sisters in the community. This is life and death. You need to get over this to this lecture. You know, because we always work our hardest to make sure that the lectures have a workshop type of vibe. 
you know, it's hands-on in this particular case, hands-off, hands-on. But, you know, we, I, I implore that people that are New Covenant and New Covenant are like people that are not, a, in, it's not in the community for their own educational purposes. Please get down there because it's not every day we get wisdom pouring out. A one of our own, he's a straight-up-and-down black man. You know, he don't look a bit Hindu. He don't look a bit Chinese, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Truth is truth, no matter where it comes from. We're not ignorant. But it's a, it's a blessing when it comes from someone with the nappy hair, you know, with the kinky crown. You know, it's a beautiful thing to know that he's he's not even trying to sound deep. I'll be speaking to him for long periods of time. He don't try to sound deep. And I'll be blown away every single time. I, I'm saying every time I always hear something new, he always gives me new perspectives. And I bring that perspective home. And I go to work. You know, I humble myself as a man, and I learn with my wives and children listening right now on the phone. You know, that's what we have to do. We have to be humble because the more you learn, the less you know. So I hope people understand this is life and death. We can change a lot of our issues just what my brother is going to bring. A lot of our issues can be changed in our community just with what he's going to bring on Sunday. I'm telling you, between the finance and the sexuality, it's going to be a wrap. After this year, a lot of us will have transcend the mundane clauses of the physical realm. I'm telling you, he's the truth. I'm just excited. I honor him all the time. I'm, I'm glad he's coming through. And we have, to, we have to treat him right, man. We have to give him the love, the respect, and the embrace. We ask for somebody like him. He's here. And I, I don't want people to say, oh, man, he's making him a messiah. This and that third. You know, and that's that's how I get down in my book. We, I give honor and praise. Once I know you the truth, I got to give you full kudos. That's how I am with Brother LaJuan, and that's how I have to be with my brother right here. That's how I am with Brother Carl Jones. These are New Covenant members that are, are beautiful people, not just because they're part of the community, but they, they have excelled, been often tried, never denied, and willing to be tried again. These brothers is on point. Nityama, I thank you. I know you're not done, but I just have to stop and thank you because we're on high right now just listening to you. We're here smiling because when you hear the truth, it should make you smile. It resonates in us. So when you're talking, I'm like, yo, I'm hearing things for the first time, but you know it's real when you hear something for the first time and you just know it's right. That's when you deal with the spirit of truth. I ain't even got to look it up. And that, I'm not trying to spook people up, spook people out. You research what he's saying. I'm not telling you don't research, but I'm saying there got to be a point where you can just hear the truth and it resonates in you, and you know without a doubt that when you do your research, you just further substantiate that which you already know to be true, not that you're trying to find out if it's a hoax, or you should be able to discern spirits by now if you're really conscious. It's, it's, it's discernment. Right. It's a must. Yeah. It's a must. And, 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 and see, the moment that you understand that this is an energy world that you live in, then you realize that your physical body is an energy matrix. Whoa. So it's interwoven with the rest of everything that's going on here. It is in no way separate and apart. So just like there are energy vortexes running through the earth, there are energy vortexes running through your body. There are energy, the meridians are nothing but an energy grid running through you in order for you to handle the other energies that are without, appear to be without. They're actually commingling. So now if I jam my body up in certain ways, I cut off the meridians. I cut off the energy flow through cert- to certain parts of my body 
through the tension and build up of hardness and and massiveness that doesn't that no longer allows energy to move through that area. Mm-hmm. So when you understand, then you you want to keep the body elongated. It's sad when a woman has is having so much sex that she that her body in no way wants to have until the insides of her legs, thighs, get pulled up and bunched up around her pubic bone and around her clit until it cuts down on the level of her sensitivity. Mm. So she's she's having sex. But the subtleties of sex, she is missing. She don't. That's the reason why you got to bang her, cause she can't feel nothing. Mm. And we think we think this is something grand and great. I look at it and there, and tears come to my eyes, cause I feel for my sister. Yeah. I mean, I I totally regret that the planet has taken them to this state as 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 magnificent as they are. But when I say what I say, I'm in no way saying it to put down big butts and this and that. No, I'm saying I see your magnificence, and I see how you're covering it up. Wow. I I understand the body and how it functions. I understand why you're lethargic. I understand why you don't hardly have any energy. Energy has to flow for you to have it. It's the currency of your world. Mm. And the moment that you have the currency of your inside your body jammed up, your external currency is going to become slack too. It's going to disappear because it is what draws things to you. The woman is intended to be a magnet. She is intended to draw everything that she needs to her effortlessly. That's the beauty in having her around when she understands who she is. But the moment that she becomes like like a man and starts wanting to control everything and being all boisterous and you know, wanting to to get in there and, and and wrestle with men on a psychological as, as well as emotional level, then everything's going to rise. But here's the deal. Anytime one of the primal forces is injured or is curtailed, the other one is equally injured. That's the reason why we're all in this together. I can't hurt the woman without hurting the man. I can't hurt the man without hurting the woman. So this thing of bickering and being at one another and all this insanity that goes on here, the woman has totally left her rim, and the man has just totally gave up his rim. He's scared to stand up and be a man. You got it wrong. Yes. Can I ask you through the research that you have done, what generation or whatever would you say that – things began to go very much to the left. Because many of us have our theories. A lot of people point fingers to um, the feminist movement and, you know, the other social programs that came as a result of that to begin to separate the, um, but, the black but family. Check, check, check this out. Yes. 
uh, David Rockefeller um, as Aaron Russo. Aaron Russo is the guy that wrote the, the did the movie for America. Freedom to fascism. Freedom Free yeah. to fascism. Rest in peace to that brother. Exactly. Rest in peace to that brother. And so he, Rockefeller asked him, say, uh, Aaron, why do you think the women's lib movie happened? And what was it for? And so Aaron said, oh, well, it was in order to give women more freedom, get them to vote, let them vote, give them equal rights in the workplace and, and equal, you know, just trying to equalize everything. You know what Rockefeller told him? Rockefeller said, Aaron, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with how the, why the women movement happened. We spent millions of dollars and financed this woman, Gloria Steinem, or whatever Steinem. her name was. Yeah, yeah Gloria Steinem. Yeah, Any Steinem. Hero. Yeah, Gloria yeah. Steinem, CIA mm-hmm. operative. Exactly. Well, uh, elite operative. Uh, elite. <laughs> yeah, CIA is just an elite operative itself. Uh, but what he told him, he said, no. We were sitting around one day talking, and then all of a sudden uh, we became aware of the fact of why are we only taxing half of the population when if we entice the women to come out and join the workforce, we can tax the whole population. Mm. So they paid to tell, start encouraging women to come out of the home, get a job, join the workforce, go to battle like your men, because that's all the uh, a job or a career, that's all it means is battle. So they entice our women to come out and go to battle right here on our home front, right before our eyes. And then they, the men nowadays, men are like, girl, you're going to have to get up out of here and get a job. You know, we send our women out. We force them to go out. And then David started laughing and said, we got an extra bonus that we wasn't even thinking about because we realized once we got the women out of the, uh, out of the home, the children were left. So we then turned around and created the daycare system around the country so that we could have the children and program them from the cradle to the grave to be consumers. Mm-hmm. And everybody went for it. Everybody was asleep at the wheel. Women thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now most of them are out there with careers, and most of the careers have broken up their homes, so they're alone now by themselves, and now all of a sudden they're starting to realize that it's in no way what it was trumped up to be. But how do you get back? There ain't no home to come back to. You don't already got in such a... uh, a strange, a strange place with the man that you was with until he's done left you, and now you up in there with all this debt that you'd accumulated because these folks tell you they love you and they they gonna pay you this and this and this, and then you go out and create a bunch of debt, and then all of a sudden they tell you the next time, oh, we cutting back, and now you here with all this overhead, all this stuff going on. No connection with men. You done got to the point where you disrespect them all because you thought you was on top of it because you was making a little money. But this is fiat money. This ain't even real. Yeah, thank for money for your real blood, sweat, and tears. But you yeah. helped build all these organizations and these companies. At, at, couldn't even buy stocks in them. 
Yeah, but it don't mean oh. nothing. I, I, don't I, mean I, 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 I thought it, I thought it was insane. People were buying all kinds of different kinds of stock during the the whole uh, uh, Silicon Valley era. But they yeah. buying stock that doesn't even pay a dividend. They buying a stock, and the only reason why they buying it and paying the money that they paying is because somebody they they're banking on somebody else wanting to own some of that stock mm-hmm. at some point, which is totally insane. And so then when everything went bust, they just lost all their money. There was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. remember that. I remember when it fell. So it, it, nothing is as it appears to be. So therefore, if you're a woman on this planet and, and there's no real intelligent men in your life, you're up for grabs. Because mm-hmm. they're not they're not giving real information out on the street corners. They don't come in the Oprah magazine. So you you just out there filling your head full of all kinds of garbage, and your subconscious at some point is is is, is likely to take over, and you will wake up in the middle of your bed in the night in a total nightmare because your subconscious is attacking you. And all of it is just totally insanity. Well, they have many of our people under the impression that if they participate in popular culture, which is, you know, all of the program, television, the music, the trends, the um, the fashion that they throw at them every other, you know, this year's alligators, next year's ostrich, the other year's this. So they have our people feeling if they participate in the consumer arena, the newest iPhone, the newest Galaxy Note, you know, the biggest flat screen. So everybody's going to trinket. The highest heels that you can possibly put on your feet if you're a woman, that is insane. Because, see, what women fail to realize is that every time you clack along in those, you're sending a shockwave through your vagina that will eventually start to distort your reproductive organs. They have no idea what they're doing. It puts an unnatural curve in the small of their back that totally cuts off the energy coming up from the earth from coming all the way up to the crown of the head. But this is going to distort your whole... This is going to distort your whole electrical system over time. Most of the time it may take maybe 15 or 20 years, and then all of a sudden your whole body starts breaking down because the electrical system in it has been totally corrupted. But we don't even ask. I mean, there's nothing more sad to me than see a woman walking down the street reeling and rocking, can barely even walk, and all of her calves are being shortened, her thighs are being shortened, because it was never intended for you to walk around on your tiptoes. If God had intended you to walk around on your tiptoes, he would have put high heels right on, on your feet. They would have been built in. But no, 
we start to do and run after some of the most insane things on this planet, and we have no idea the detriment that it does over the long haul. I deal every day with women that are having all kinds of problems, and most of them can be corrected if they just take off the heels and let their feet be flat on the ground so they stay connected with Mother Earth and they get all of the natural energies that Mother Earth is giving them to keep them connected. They need that. I don't even like living in a high rise. I don't want to be that far off the ground. Yeah, I feel you on that. So, you know, they, they, they're tricking our women in so many ways, and our women are so gullible. They're so gullible. They never even ask any questions about anything. They just want to know, is it in fashion? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I say, insanity is totally in fashion these days, but is that really what you're looking for? It's looking like you know a lot. A lot of people is following that. If that's in, if that's in fashion, then a lot of people are fashionable. But no, um, my question to you, as an elder, from a brother who necessarily wasn't in you know the earlier generations, was the behavior that we're seeing now in terms of the consumerism, or the just the blind consumerism. Was that taking place as well when you were younger? See, it was just beginning because when I was younger, you'd go to a movie theater and they would have a commercial before the before the movie started, a bunch of commercials. They would be telling you to eat the eight food groups, meaning eat the stuff that we're getting ready to make popular because we can mass produce it and we want you to eat it. Before that, people were growing their own food, but they, they, they started programming them in the movie theaters. They started programming them to buy, you need this appliance, you need that appliance, you need this, you need that. They started programming way back when I was a child because they didn't have TVs. They didn't have the, the mass production of things quite to the extent that they have it now. They just make stuff that's totally useless now and because the mind is so conditioned and, and been taken so deep into retardation, it actually will buy stuff it does not need. See, they, 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 they had major movements, and, and I followed the uh, advertising industry, and there is uh, there are some great YouTube where you hear the white men talking about how they're getting ready to take the populace down through there and make them start doing something that they don't need and how they crafted it. It's very interesting to see this because these people are so deep. They do some insane stuff on you and then document it so you can see what they did. You know, that's a a whole other level of insanity there. I, I don't even understand that one. Why you do something like showing all the, how they used to give shock treatments and all kinds of lobotomies and stuff in these mental institutions, and they tell you in there that they didn't know what the hell they was doing. And then we still go to them. This is the part I fail to understand. The doctors have never cured anything, not even a common cold, and yet we still go to them. What's up? 
Where did we leave our intelligence? Where did you lay it down and just walk off one day? We're at a time on this planet, you better go back and get your intelligence. You better go kind of wash it off or dust it off or whatever you need to do, and you need to start using it again or you're going to come up on the short end of the stick here on this planet very soon. Very soon. So, yeah, it's there's so much that needs to be corrected to. We got jobs galore that people could have and make tons of money just because there's so much stuff out of whack. But the consumerism, it started back in my childhood and has has escalated ever since because they've, they've become more and more sophisticated on how to control people's subconscious. They've become more and more sophisticated on how to, to use subtle hypnosis. They, 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 they have these things down to an art now. So you go into a store and you reach to get a certain type of watch, washing detergent, you think you're making a choice. You ain't making no choice. You're picking up what they have subtly got to you with the most. You've seen that one the most, so you automatically go for it when you get there. Whatever's been run the most amount of times in your subconscious. Those are the things that are going to control your life and the quality thereof. So you've got to know how to protect your consciousness on this planet now, or or there'll be somebody else controlling every aspect of your life. And you won't even know the person. You will have never met them. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so true. But there, there are tons of reasons why we're in the predicament that we're in. And you really got to really get up early in the morning, just like they get up early in the morning to control you. You got to get up early in the morning to understand what you need to understand to keep from being controlled. And to, to you, and you must remember that anything that you don't control controls you. Yes. Yes, indeed. And that's, and that's just how it goes. It, 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 these are laws. So you got to understand the laws that govern this planet, this universe, this existence. If you have no idea what these are and have no idea how to move in alignment with them, you're up for grabs. You just feel for the fire that's coming. That's all. Any other questions? Say that again, brother. I said, any other questions? Oh, of course. I have a few. Um, What I do want to go into, and um, pardon me if it was discussed in detail earlier, but my phone dropped for about 10 minutes, and I I wasn't um, privy to the information. I want to to delve more into orgasms. Okay. And which end of it do you want to go into? I want to speak about the pros of it. I want to speak about the pros of um the orgasmic experience, what it does for both the male and female, how important it is. Uh there's been reports of um women not being able to achieve orgasm. You know, there have been reports of women not even knowing what a natural orgasm is. 
and we just want to briefly just speak about some of the um, issues pertaining to that. Okay. From, so from your field of research. Okay. First of all, most of our women on the planet have been trained to try to have a, to attempt to have an orgasm like a man has an orgasm. Yes. First mistake. So now you have women that they get on and jump around and bang around and rub their clit against you in whatever way they can until they have that one and done. That's a male thing. That ain't, that, ain't, that ain't female. Or two or three. Two or three is the same as one to me. Or four or five. <laughs> oh, four or five is the same as one yeah. to me. They getting it in these days. Believe yeah, but the catch in it is, the world I live in, I I think in terms of uh, 500 to 1,000 orgasms for a woman in an evening. So two or three Wait, minutes absolutely. Yeah. In the world, yeah, man. You just, yeah. you just saying it like it's a normal thing, man. You ain't even talking regular, man. You got to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the A-Sack rolling in the e third ground. Like, if my man just say 500 plus, you got to slow down, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not near my bombs right now. I'm not near the call queue, so y'all going to have to no. part of me a pack of explosives. I'm getting text, man. Text after text, people are hitting me up while we're on the phone. Like, yo, where did you find this? <laughs> I in the world, in the world that I live in, 500 to 1,000 orgasms in an evening. Or if it's any less than 500, then it's almost like it was a waste. Hmm. So now a woman started talking to me, so I asked him, I said, are you multi-orgasmic? She said, oh, yeah, I, I, I've had three or four sometimes. I said, no. I said, are you multi-orgasmic? She said, oh, you mean more than that? I said, again, I'm going to just pose my question one more time. Are you multi-orgasmic? And she said, I don't know if I understand what you mean. I said, well, in the world that I live in, 500 to 1,000 orgasms in the evening is normal. <laughs> so three or four yeah. almost like you're living in a mansion that has mansions inside the mansion and you've been in the bathroom your whole life with your head down the toilet <laughs> you don't even realize the rest of the mansion exists yeah. because you have been so mishandled by little boys Mm. that are fascinated with their penises but have no understanding of a woman. At, at this moment, we we make sure there's bars on our window. We close the window, make sure it's dry, and we take a run and jump out the freaking window, man. At this point, man, we make sure there's bars on that joint, there's glass there, it's heavily secured, and we take a run and jump start out the damn window if you can't handle this, man. It's going to be intense that day. It's going to be very intense. Yeah. And the the craziest part about it is he's not BSing. No. That's the craziest part about this information. He is not BSing. It's a whole other world, man. If you sat here and you heard things from different perspectives that you never even considered, tell yourself the truth. You need to get 
your behinds out there. People are flying in because we're buying houses and stuff for uh, dirt cheap. But, yo, listen, this is the other aspect of the information, spiritual economics. You got the economic freedom to be able to meditate, pray, introspect, and things of that nature. The only reason we're getting this money is so we have the time to get those thousands of orgasms. Because we can't be pulling this and having to do double overtime is, is calcifying our spirit. Being over here a slave to the material realm, paying a 30-year yeah. mortgage for a physical house. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't be plagued like that. So we have to be yeah. able to be relieved of these worldly obligations so we can go back into exactly. self. Exactly. And this planet, you know, this planet, this planet is a place of total celebration, if you understand what's going on. Yes. It wasn't meant to be a place of slavery. It's only if you've got a slave mentality that you end up in slavery on this planet. No other yes, reason. Sir. Yes. And, and nobody else can make you a slave. Only you can make you a slave. And many other people have chosen to make themselves slaves here. See, I think, it's, I think it is totally out of integrity, dis, just degrading for a man to have a job. What the hell wow. is wrong with a job? I, 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 I ask, I ask me, how many of you can get up in the morning and do whatever you want to do? Good and question. then nobody raises their hand because they got to go to work. Then I say, to whatever degree that you cannot do whatever you want to do, that is the degree to which you have given up being a god on this planet. Wow. You have become a slave. You've let somebody talk you in to a position that you were never to be in. It was never intended these people created the phenomenon called jobs. They created the industrial revolution so that they could make everything that you buy rather than you making the things that, that you share. Spiritual economics, my God. Exactly. So, you know, once you gave up all that, you, you became a slave. Now you can't, you can't go to work because if you don't go to work, you can't eat. If you don't go to work, you can't do anything. You you don't have you don't have an energy source at your house for you to even keep yourself warm. You're dependent on somebody to bring you everything that you need. You're bound to be a slave. That's right. That's right. So as far as the orgasms are concerned, first thing I say is a woman is never one and done like a man. A woman is an orgasmic wave, and if she understands subtle energy, and if she's with a man that understands subtle energy, then from the time he sticks his penis in it until he takes it out, she should be having orgasms one after the other, one every eight-tenths of a second for three or four hours. Hey, I got a live testimonial right next to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't no fool, man. I done wrote over 70 books. The second I found out there was some more data I didn't know, I jumped on that ass, man. I was practicing until I finally got this shit right. And I'm on it. And I must I must be in it 
Netyama testimonial. I'm going to be going up there. And we love you, Netyama. Ever since we met him, our lives have changed. I'm going to be up there going Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing it, man. And I had to write myself, man. I had to correct myself. Now my shit is greater than ever. You know what I'm saying? So um, this polygyny thing is on a whole other level because now I have to multiply 500 orgasms times each woman, 2,000. And it might happen today, so I'm in the 4,000s, man. I'm on some other stuff right now. We levitating here. You probably think I'm BSing, but things are going on in here. I, 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 I know what's going on. I'm about to say that Yama, gonna, he going to break up some happy homes tonight with that whole 500 at night. Because, you know what I'm saying? They, we we get up the call. Dudes wild going to be looking at them like, damn, nigga, I thought you was the man giving me three. You can't get right. Yeah, there's no disharmony in the black community when Nayama come through and we educate us, man. There's not going to be no. no disharmony, man. And no exactly. one's taking our women um, again, man. Exactly. Oh. It's time It's time for you to claim them back out of the mentality that was forced upon both them and you. Mm. See, they didn't, just, they didn't just program her. They programmed us, too. To believe that certain things were were some kind of a way powerful, but they they weren't. They were showing you how to lose yourself. Mm. But pornography was put there to make you insane where sex is concerned. And we got men now that watch pornography on the big screen over the woman's head while he's banging her. How insane do you get? Yeah, please let's talk about that issue right there, the infiltration and the proliferation of the uh, pornography industry, please. Oh, brother, it's sick. You've got babies now sick. growing and, up and, with access on their phones and their tablets, and this is oh, their way crazy. of life. It's, 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 it's not as restricted as And now they're gradually pulling the women into watching it. Oh, of course. You know. She, she's there watching it, too. Like, you and her together is no longer enough. And it's interesting because folk be watching all different kinds of pornography and then coming out and saying, uh, you had a white woman on your table. Yeah, but it was for something constructive. You got a bunch of them in your mind, and it's all pornography. That's right. You know, so back up, back up off of me. Yeah, you know, yeah, step away from the black man. Cause, uh, you already know. <laughs> if you don't know how to control your own mind, then you ain't got no business at all ever thinking about, even dreaming about getting in my face. Mm. About nothing. Because anytime, so anytime you have this little control over yourself, you never, ever put yourself in the way of somebody that controls the forces. You don't go there. You, 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 whatever little bit of intelligence that you still have should tell you, wait a minute, I don't think this man is somebody to fuck with. <laughs> you already know. That's why I love him. Because <laughs> it ain't that kind of party. You 
If you right. don't understand how to control yourself, then you, you're up for grabs in so many ways that ain't even funny. <laughs> you could wake up in the middle of a field somewhere chewing grass and moving like a cow and wonder how you got there. <laughs> because this oh, is the energy man. world. This is not a world of physicality. Somebody told me, I'm, I got a gun. I said, yeah, but careful now. You might point it and shoot yourself. Because if you don't have no control over your mind, then anybody could take control of the gun in your hand. That's right. That's right. That's real. That's why right. that's what we have witnessed to in the community now. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want to kill each other. No, you just have that like, way. Yeah, exactly. You've been you've been trained. To turn the gun on yourself. Because every time you kill somebody that's your own color that ain't done nothing to you, you're shooting yourself. Mm-hmm. You're it. So they just gave you the gun and then took control of your mind and made you turn it on yourself. Wow. And they did it from long distance. So that gives you a clue that you never would want to confront me face to face. Because it's the same thing, ways that they're controlling you, you are to be controlled that way all the time by anybody that understands. <laughs> wow. Brother Nick, yep. I want to I wanna ask you as a member of New Covenant, for the record, what exactly encouraged you or had you engaged in becoming a member of the New Covenant community? Because you obviously are a leader. You obviously are exceptional and unique and has quite a bit of potential, you know, in contrast to what we've seen, not that we all don't have the potential, but, of course, you've accessed that potential uh, primarily because, like you said, you had the blessing of being brought up and not being heavily indoctrinated. So what caused you, because, you know, we push spiritual economics, what compelled you to be part of this new covenant community? Well, when when I first came in contact with New Covenant, the first thing that arose in me was like, whoa, here's somebody courageous enough to be out here giving it up the way it is and attempting to bring community together. So this has always been something that's been in the back of my consciousness all along and, uh, so with you having already come to a point of having set that in motion, then for me it was like, why do I need to reinvent the wheel? Right. I can just join forces with what's in progress, give some energy to it, become a part of it, and be benefited by it. Wow. That's wisdom. So, and then also give me a platform to share all the um, uh, vast amount of wisdom that I've accumulated in my field. So you, yes. you you put your energy in one direction, and I put mine in another complementary direction. That's right. That's right. So I, told, I totally respect you at your craft, and hopefully you can find some value from the things that I bring. That's real That's community. Cool. That's right. 
the X Men. So I saw I saw both both of those opportunities. One for me to learn things that I've never had had time to to give my total attention to at the time, um, and for me to also share what I had spent all of my life doing. Yes, you have plenty to share, brother. It's an honor, and what was what I respect the most is the fact that you are definitely my senior, and the humility, the humility, and what, what Dr. York taught me, he said, when you humble yourself, you give up your divinity, but it's only momentarily, and in fact, it's when you give that you get so much, he said you can't get unless you give, so he'll give everything, he always says, I'll give you everything I have, so long as you share it with you, and when I right. see you, you are a similitude of that anxiety or that mantra. I'll give you everything I have so long as you share it with me. Because you and your age can turn around and say, man, this is that young brother movement. He need to come under me. I'm giving women 500 to 1,000 orgasms. This nigga can say to me, you see what I'm saying? You can be there. Ego tripping and going in for right reasons. You know, you, you, didn't, be you, didn't, you didn't even know what I did. That's right. I did. You never well, even presented yourself. I stuff. never even said it. That's so right. I, I just saw the women looking excited inside of the classroom, and I was wondering what was going on. And <laughs> I, then I realized where the energy was coming from because he's doing this stuff in the middle of me teaching. Now let me stop. I, <laughs> but, <laughs> now he never presented himself as such. He just was the regular brother, and that's what I. That's what compelled me to him so so much that. He's just down to earth, regular brother. And I'm telling you, every time, and real recognize real, because he'll tell you the freedom that he's talking about to just get up and do what you want. He see, I'm a very free man. I'm, I'm, exactly. We eating we, we breakfast all throughout the morning. We hanging out two, three in the morning and at night. We doing what we want, when we want. Calling, hey, exactly. you, you, I'll be there in 15 minutes, polite. You there? Yeah, it's 2 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. And and we doing what we want to do. I'm in the best hotel just hanging out. He come in for breakfast. And so what you want to do today? The world is our oyster. We don't really have no constraints. And we both express to each other in conversation that we don't know. We don't have a set pay from one week to the next. It's we just alive. You know what I'm saying? And, and confident. And it's, a, it's hard to explain that to people because they're so scared. And it's so afraid <laughs> to uh, confide in themselves that they, they they try to get into the mechanics of making money, not understanding that if you put your heart out there, when you infer doubt, when you have inferred doubt, you bring forces upon yourself that will overwhelm you and keep you in the realm that corresponds with your thoughts. When you are in a state of mind where you know you are deserving of abundance and you deserve the right to be free, that's what you be magnetized to. So I, I've been living my life for the for the past, I would say really in the last nine years, but ultimately the last three. Now that knowing where the bread exactly is going to come from, I'm just alive and doing what I want to do. And abundance is coming to me in so many different ways in the forms of friends, patrons, family, advocacies. And likewise, Nityama has, he has explained this to me and, uh, Corresponded that hey, I've, I've been living like this for quite some time. Uh, I've just been alive, and it sounds like we BS and so say, man, just give me the mechanics of how you get this money. And I'm like, it's not really like that. And it's not like that. money. You don't get nothing. I used to be selling books exactly. on the street, and um, I used to see people, other vendors, 
talking to people and you can see their conviction and their drive is all predicated upon bringing X amount of money home. Meanwhile, I was out there just kicking it with people to real because in my heart, I really just want to build with the people. And I was leaving with more money every day selling books on the streets than all the other vendors that had way more products, way better design, way better presentation. But it was felt that their drive and incentive was for the money. And with me, I just was happy to educate people on the street. I mean, forget that I'm supposed to uh, be trying to sell something. And in the process, I got my abundance. So I realized it was never about focusing on the money. It's the spirit of the most high. It's the divinity. It's the, it's the ability to be free. It's the ability to have no constraint, no restrictions. That's what this whole thing is about. And once, once we uh, be compelled to confide in this kind of ideology, you'll see so much come to you, and you'll realize you cut yourself off from the time you petitioned to the cosmos to get it. You didn't even have to petition. If you was deserving of it, it would have came to you in the first place. You know? Exactly. So, it comes, it comes <laughs> naturally as a result of your being in alignment with that which owns you. That's right. <laughs> and everything else is just added unto you. There is nothing you can even do to make it come or to keep it away, yes. it automatically comes. It has no choice. It's the law. Uh, I've been living this way for 35 years. So it's 35 not a years. So not I, a flu- stand not a as a, I stand as a witness to what you're saying because I never know where it's coming from. My left hand never knows what my right hand is doing. I never let them communicate with one another. I keep them apart. <laughs> mm. So I, I give and I focus on the giving, and then the receiving is coming in over here. They may have something to do with one another. I never know because, like I say, I never let them communicate. It's uh, like we learn. We exactly. learn all is in all, and you can't add to it because where would you get it from? And you can't take from it because where would you put it? Exactly. You know, this is what we learned about all. So it, it, it's, it, all in, it, it's all in understanding your connection with all that is. And if you have cut your sexuality off at some point in your life, never mind the reason, then you just cut yourself off from the, the essential start of the source. You came mm-hmm. here through sex. Sex brought you here. Yes. And then you get here and deny the source that brought you here. Yes. Kind of, it's like cutting off your own arm. Mm-hmm. And thinking you'll have a better life. Without <laughs> it. So this is the level of uh, misunderstanding that we have allowed to be piped into our communities, and we got to get it out of here. We got to get it out of here. That's right. So that we can have this very powerful. I don't want to interrupt the bill, but at eleven eleven, we uh we do a meditation. Okay. On Pat Mion, we play some meditative music for the family who uh you know have been receiving this information all night. We allow them to take a minute to absorb it and go into chant, um, you know, during the 11-11, and then we come back at 11-14. When we do come back, I want to uh, delve a little deeper into what was just being discussed. I want to talk about homosexuality 
and, you know, the effects that it has and, um, you know, some of the remedies as well for some people that may want to get out of that lifestyle and correct things a little bit and get back into the flow of nature. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, we're going to go into this meditation, family. Yeah, I know the deal. Um, find yourself in a dark place. You know, light a candle, light some incense, light whatever, you know, relaxes you. Um, try to turn the lights down. Just go into the mode real quick, and then we will be back in a minute. All right? So let me go ahead and get that started. One second, one second, a little technical difficulties. I'll be with you in one minute. Oh, 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 
then eventually you look around and, and the population will have greatly diminished. To now, mm-hmm. I brought that argument up on many occasions on the show, you know, speaking about it from both a non-judgmental, more so a scientifical, practical standpoint, such as you, you're doing right now. And um, I spoke to people who consider themselves to be, quote-unquote, spiritually inclined. And when I brought up the issue about the um, the fact that procreation was being stunted at a, in people's lineage and bloodlines, that yeah. many of their ancestors depend on them to carry on. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the natural process of continuing bloodlines and continuing lineages, and, the, and this is what we've been doing for millennia, for, for millions upon millions of years, or if people subscribe to the whole Neanderthal monkey theory, then for thousands of years. But nonetheless, this is something that has propelled us. This is something that has propelled everybody that's on the phone tonight. Your parents procreated. You know, right. Are you would are you would in no way be here? Say it again. Otherwise, they would in no way even be here. They would not be here if if exactly. either one, if any of their parents subscribed to that lifestyle, they wouldn't part, they wouldn't participate in the creation called life. Right. Exactly. So I was met by people who claim to be occultists, occultists and spiritualists, and they said because of the error and the age that we're living in, people are. Incarnating and they don't choose to reincarnate anymore because they don't enjoy their experience here. So therefore, they become suicidal. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So it's very, it's very easy to come up with. Theory about something that you're seeing after you're already looking at. <laughs> it's another hey. thing to be able to look at something with clear eyes to even see what is even going on. Two different things. Yes. You can the mind can create a thousand theories in an hour, but it still in no way changes reality. Exactly. There's only one truth. So, I have nothing to say, yeah, and they against homosexuality. I have tons of women. I have, I have, I have sometimes just tons of lesbians come to see me, and they come to see me to try to figure out what I'm doing so that they can go out and dazzle women with. <laughs> but what they leave, but what they leave realizing is that they ain't lesbian. Mm. It, it, it's something that they have done out of fear. I, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I shared a little short story. Uh, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and so the head of the lesbian movement, a really beautiful woman, came. I, I, I would see her in gatherings. And she and I, one day, I walked up to her and asked her, could I share a hug with her? And she said, sure. So we had a hug, 
And then every time after that, I see her different places, and she'd always come to me to get a hug. So one day she came to me to get a hug in another gathering, and the one a woman that was standing there with me when she came up, when she walked away, she said, do you know who that is? And I told her the woman's name. She said, no, do you really know who that is? I said, I don't know what you mean. She said, she's the head of the lesbian movement. She had a marriage on TV. She uh, moved to the suburbs with her wife. They're raising a child that they adopted. She is the epitome of lesbianism in Nashville. I said, wow, I never would have known. She feels like one of the most beautiful women that I've ever encountered whenever I hug her. So about three days later, out of nowhere, this woman called me on the phone. And she said, um, told me who she was. And then she said, I have a request. I said, what is that? I would love to come by and talk to you. I said, okay. She said, and I'll give you a little gist of why I'm coming. Ever since we have been hugging when I see you different places, you have created tremendous confusion in me. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you mean? She said, I'm, I'm really wrestling with the fact that I may have sworn off men before I ever knew a man. And, and the experience that I just have hugging you, I feel myself go into orgasm when I'm hugging you. So I'm wondering, are you my first encounter with a man? Wow. So then she said, she came, she talked to me. We talked for a long time. She told me our history. And then she asked me, if I was to pay you money, would you be willing to have sex with me so I can figure this out? So. Did you take the money? I took the money. That means you must have <laughs> Let's go. I'm still listening. Let's do this. So so uh so then she came. Now she got on top of me and just banged me for the longest and I had to try to protect the family jewels because she looked like she had gone off. Uh and I wasn't even inside of her. But then at some point she just collapsed and started crying. She said now that I've got all that ne- negative male energy begin all over my life, now I feel like I can I can have sex with you. So we did, and she completely opened up as a woman, went all kinds of beautiful, incredible places. And then afterwards, <laughs> she, she she looked at me and she said, "I'm not a, I'm not a lesbian." I said, "You telling me?" I said. <laughs> She said, "No, I, I'm I'm clear. I, I, I'm not a lesbian." I said, "Okay." He's I said, "Because nothing, nothing in me was attempting to put that on you." Three Uh-oh. days later, three days later, I get a call from the wife, and she's asking me, "Can she come <laughs> and pay me as well?" Before it was over, 13 of the major lesbians in the city, the top advocates, all came to me and paid me to be with them. Only two of them continued to be in lesbian relationships after it was over. Damn, I thought I was the only one that had that experience. And the two that stayed in there, they stayed in there. 
This is the death of their society, man. You're destroying the whole society right now. (laughs) (laughs) They stayed in it because they had a multi-million dollar business that was based upon them being lesbians. So Mm. they they publicly stayed in it. But they still continue to be with men in secret. Mm. But they kept the persona of being lesbian out front for the public in order to maintain their business. So I'm not so sure. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of many things that goes into a woman declaring herself at some point a lesbian. But it's very hard to maintain if a man comes in that truly understands a woman and, and interacts with you to the point that you, for at least a moment, reconnect with your femininity. It's so magnificent being a woman. It's hard to stay there when lesbianism, in a lot of instances, is not giving them anything but a lot of emotional comfort. Mm. The lesbians started to share the real side of lesbianism. Many of them are suffering from bed death, meaning they come together and they have some kind of sex for maybe two or three months, and then 10 years later they're still together, but they ain't had sex since the first two or three months. Mm. But they don't tell that side of it. And then the rest of them, they they come to see me because they are suffering from iron clit, they call it. Whereas the the clit has had so much stimulation until it it starts being non-responsive. And then they Mm. go around and spend tons of money to doctors and everybody trying to figure out why they are unable to have orgasms or have any kind of real feeling there anymore. So then they come to see me and I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing wrong with either one of you. They come as couples. I said, there's nothing wrong with either one of you. And uh, I said, so I want one of you to stand up, and I'm going to give you a hug. And then I want the other one to stand up, and I'm going to give you a hug, and I'm going to prove to you that there's nothing wrong with you. And so they stand up. I give them a hug. They start having an orgasm and quaking and shaking and about to fall down. And then they sit down, and they look at one another, and then they look at me. I said, I just showed you why men have a purpose on the planet. <laughs> it ain't personal. It's just how things function. I said, so you, you ain't no way have a place where you are unable to have orgasms. It's not the difficulty. The difficulty is, is that you have gone too long without having yourself activated in the way that you were attending intended to be activated, so eventually you lose your ability to activate at all. I said that most of you start to block up so much in your pelvic region until eventually most of you go under the knife after a certain amount of years because you have all kinds of different kinds of uh, uh, reproductive complications because you're building up energy in that area that never gets properly discharged. And there is nothing alive about any kind of deal, though, including a strap-on. It all looks good, but there's no energy in it. And this is an energy world that you live in. So I even suggest to them, y'all go ahead, continue to be lovers, 
and continue to live together, whatever you do. Find some beautiful man that doesn't care about y'all's relationship and let him come in and have sex with both of you every now and then so that y'all don't hurt yourself with your lesbianism. <laughs> the doctor is in the building. Otherwise, you're going to create all kinds of complications for yourself, and you're not going to understand it. You're going to feel like somebody's something is happening to you or you're being cursed or something, and it ain't got nothing to do with that at all. you got to understand how things function here on the planet, and then you, even if you're going to go offline, if you're going to do something that's a little different, at least know what to do to come back to correct what you've done. That's right. And ain't nobody mad at you. I don't care who you love. Love whoever you want to love. That's your business. I don't even know why y'all made it private. I mean, a public in the first place. Mm. So I, you know, I ain't got nothing against it. And for men, you know, anytime you, if you want something really violent to go on, then bring two, two male, two male. Uh, uh, the red pole on the battery and stick it to the other red pole on the battery and you're going to get all kinds of sparks. That's what happens when you bring two positive poles together. So that's the reason why a lot of the male interaction, it can be quite violent. Even the women together can be quite violent. You'd be amazed at the amount of the domestic violence that goes on between lesbians. I lived up over some at one point. And they fought like men every night. Mm. Knocking stuff over. You could hear the licks upside the head. And I'm like, they call this a love affair? This is something else. I'm, a, I'm, I'm even slow to be able to think that I would know a name to name it. Because it's so different. So... I fail to see the full advantage of it, uh, but like I see, say, everybody's free to brown their bread, you know, their toast on both sides. So I just see what's going on. I see the pain from it. Um, and yet, you know, what to do? People are going to have to come to a point at some point where they either reach enlightenment through it or they see that it might be, for some individuals, a dead-end street. So, you know, I don't know if that's politically correct or politically incorrect, and I really don't care. (laughs) But I I just am for people doing no harm to themselves or others. So anything that I see that creates the energy getting all blocked up in strange ways, I don't care from what source it's coming from. It could be the way we as our black men are interacting with our black women. It could be the way that black women are interacting with other black women and black men with black men. But if it's distorting the energy until what I know to be the possibilities of of elevated intelligence on the planet. If that gets thwarted, then I'm suspect of the things that are are going on if they look like they may be the culprit. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. So I want I want the people that's listening out there to know that we do have a publication coming out. Uh, co-authored, of course, sharing wisdom for the masses. Uh, and the theme is, I will show you how to give a, an orgasm without touching her. That publication, that tone, will be released, co-authored by Brother Nityama and I. And I also want you to go over the difference with Nityama and Nirvana, just so you know, for educational purposes. But that publication will be out for March 17th, which would be not this Sunday, but next Sunday, March 17th. That publication will be out for for the event. It's going to be intense. It's going to be an easy read, but very in-depth material that will uh, help you engage in the physical world in a more profound state and level. Also, I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia. This Sunday at the Shrine of the Black Madonna, I'll be in Atlanta this Sunday. So you can check out newcovenantplus.com and get more event info. That's in you and as in no you as an under hyphen covenant, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T plus P-L-U-S dot com, newcovenantplus.com. If you want to buy advanced tickets, you can go to 2012stores.com. Again, we'll be at, I'll be at, uh, the Shrine of the Black Madonna in Atlanta, Georgia, this Sunday. Uh, just came back from Cali. Had a beautiful class in Brooklyn Wednesday. I'm heading to, to Atlanta, Georgia tomorrow, and I'll be back for the class in Harlem. And then I'll be prepping to go to Philly, Chicago, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Ohio, and the likes. All those flyers hey. you see on CommonPlus.com. Hey, brother, can I ask your brother a question? Yeah. Yama, how how instrumental or important is breathing in this technique that you're speaking of in regards to uh you know making well, orgasms or breathing is very important in in the sense that if the individual is no longer breathing then there is no possibility of doing anything. So they want to keep breathing while they're doing this. This is definitely <laughs> far from something to hold your breath to do. Right. But now, I'm talking about a particular yeah. type of breathing. Um, they've, they've put so many things before us that we think are important because somebody <laughs> says they're important. I'm an ordinary person, so my well, mind is the 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 mind and your consciousness is the most powerful thing that that you have access to. Uh, now. I'm all for keeping the breathing open. And one of the things that goes on, and if you're making love to women, you'll see that they hold their breath while you're making love to them. If I put them on the table to do something, you'll realize right away that they hold their breath. The moment that they start feeling anything, they start holding their breath. Well, the whole purpose of me wanting to be with a woman is I want to feel her breathing and feeling me 
while I'm being with her. Her, her, me feeling her, feeling me is my enjoyment in sex. So if she stops breathing, I can no longer feel her at all, let alone feel her feeling me. Right. So the same, the most important thing for, uh, say, bringing a woman to orgasm, I'm breathing, but I, it's no particular way that I'm necessarily breathing. Now, I, I do have a certain way that I may breathe when I give a woman a hug because I want to allow her to feel the fire in my belly because that's what takes her into orgasm when I'm giving her a hug. So I, I do have a breathing thing, very simple again, though, uh, that I do when I, 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 whenever I engage with hugging a woman. Uh, you can just lay with a woman and take her into tremendous orgasm just by knowing how to breathe in such a way that she can feel the fire in your belly. But as hmm. far as the, the technique for bringing a woman to orgasm, it's almost like the technique is no technique. And this is the hard part for most people to get. Surely there's got to be something you're doing. you 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 got to have some extraordinary this or that and the other. I said, no, because I'll take a child and make a, and teach a child how to do it without even really talking to the child. But then I, I started to work with adults. And they, they, they let you see how much they've got so much mental stuff going on in their head until simple stuff just goes right by them. Wow. So what I'm doing as far as that is concerned, is, and, and, and I would say the bringing a woman to the or, uh, orgasm without touching her is the lesser part of what I do. That's the mm. least. That's the very least. That that's almost like the hook, like a hook in a song. Catch. But the rest of the song is where the lyrics are. So that's kind of how it is with me. And that I, I'm almost bored with it. Actually, it's so simple. And then, but I've had to repeat it so many times because people are complicated. Not because the the, the 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 thing that I'm doing is complicated. People are complicated, and they they have difficulty with stuff if it's not complicated. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, no, there's no particular breathing technique. Energy follows thought. This is this is the whole beauty of living in a world that's made of energy is that it's amendable by thought. Most most men, I, I start telling them about the whole process, and the whole process is not about just bringing a woman to orgasm. No, it's about how do you as a man take responsibility for your role in clarifying a woman and helping her clarify her subconscious so her chaotic world that she lives in 24-7 can become a more beautiful reality to exist in. That's the reason your work. Hmm. And that's the one that most men, they don't have the patience for. 
Most men tell me, even with the technique that I, the, the table technique, they say, man, I don't have that kind of patience to be with no woman. I, you know, I, you know, give me 15, 20 minutes with her and I'm done. But I share with the man, you're done with whatever you are about, but you never received from the woman the things that she has to bring to you that turns an ordinary man into a god. You never got that. You never received that part. You were gone too fast. You never knew how to open her to have the nectars come out of her that will change your consciousness. <laughs> so you think you're doing her a favor, and actually you just shortchanged yourself. And then you wonder why you're running around out here having difficulty uh, staying awake after you have sex. When, if you really understood there are times when I end up physically initiating 95 to 100 women in six weeks, meaning that I'm having sex three times a day, three hours a day, every day for six weeks. Hmm. And you fall, you falling asleep after sex one time. <laughs> so evidently something that you're supposed to be receiving from having sex, you're leaving it on the table. You don't know it was even there for you. It will make you so virile if you understand what the woman has to share with you and if you stay there and know how to open her to even get her to the point that she wants to give it to you. Then you'd be so virile it'd be it'd be scary. But now you could barely walk. I'm sixty five years old. And, you know, I'm amazed at the condition that 35-year-old men are at at this point on this planet. Most of them are impotent. True. But they don't even understand what's happening to them. It's impossible to be a man without being a man. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, You can't. You, you can never go into catering to little children, girls, women, and uh, grown women, and uh, little girls and grown women's bodies. You you can never start catering to this type of mentality and call yourself or even resemble a man. You've got to t- you've got to realize that all women that have never been fully initiated into womanhood, they are still children. They just in big bodies. It's your role to know and understand spiritually what needs to be done to bring her from a child to a woman. And most of the women on this planet are pissed off at men because they know that they've never been brought out of their childhood into womanhood, and then they're tied up with these men in their lives that they realize at a certain point this man is never going to bring me to womanhood because he doesn't have a clue that a such thing as a real woman exists. So therefore, he's never going. If he doesn't even understand that, how's he going to bring me from childhood to womanhood? So they are pissed. They are highly pissed off as a result 
of being tied up with men, and they realize that every day that they spend there with this man, they are missing the opportunity to know what it's like to be a woman on this planet. So men wonder why they're getting beat up, and some of them get beat up physically. Now, women have started beating them up because they've drunk enough <laughs> cow's milk and hormones, so they're stronger than the men. But, you know, these are the things that nobody talks about because they're trying to be politically correct. I really don't give a fuck personally about being politically anything. Brother Pelayo, Brother Pelayo will attest to the fact that I've participated in none of the things that go on for the most part on this planet that they tell you you have to do. That's I've right. Never I've never done any of them. I'm living proof that you can live here on this planet and be in the world, but in no way of the world. That's real. That's absolutely true. So did I did I uh, answer your question? Yes, you did. I definitely want to thank you, brother. You're most welcome, my brother. When you really have understanding, it's a burden to have to carry it. it, 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 it you have to give it away. That's right. It sounds well, like I, a lot of what... Um, Dr. Fabi was expounding on his show a few weeks ago when he was saying, you know, so what if he can, quote, unquote, heal this or heal that, or if he's known for doing those things. He said we all need to be known for doing those things, and we all need to do those things. It takes the burden off of that one person. Exactly. So if if, if you are in possession of this particular science, which will ultimately bring things back into balance, you know what I'm saying? Because they say heal the woman and heal the world. Exactly. That you know, is my point. You know, exactly. Her happy every night with 500 joints under her belt. <laughs> <laughs> we could push anything forward. You dig what That's I'm right. saying? I'm getting your business proposals ready now because she already know. <laughs> she's going to be sitting at the head of a few tables like, uh-huh. You know? Yes, sir. Sign off. And it's good. It's completely real. Make sure oh, you yeah, get out there. Thing. March 17th, make sure you get out there if you're interested. Mm-hmm. If you have the publications New Copy has to offer. You know, you can go to 2012stores.com, 2012stores.com. Like I said, our book will be out. Brother Nityama putting it down. As always, he, the publication will be out March 17th at the National Black Theater. We'll be conducting our dissertation. I will be going into polygyny prior as well as engaging and private contract with your spouse, whether it be you in a monogamous relationship or a polygynous relationship. We'll be discussing how to engage in these type of relationships in ways to supersede, transcend, and defuse external forces and powers that have us set up in such a way that they can actually govern us as children. Thus, they call us minorities, and in law, the word minority alludes to the fact that there are adults in an adolescent state of mind and even younger in terms of the way they think. Thus, they need somebody 
to confirm or corroborate their testimonies because in lieu of the fact that they are too childish or too immature to do so themselves. So we find ourselves uh, doing all the contracts and the agreements when we break up. We should do all the legal things prior. So we're going to be going into healthy ways in terms of agreements to get into relationships that will also make clear the male and female responsibilities because a lot of times people get together and the reason why they're in a state of disarray, they're not aware of their responsibilities to each other. You know, they have a marriage contract, but how many people, when they have a conflict in their relationship, say, you know what, pull out the marriage contract so I could get a look at what it is that I said I was going to do. You know, it's very vague. It's sickness and health. It's death to us part. But there's no real specifics. You need your own marriage contract, one that we call a nuptial curate of New Covenant. We call it a nuptial curate. And it's a private agreement. Of course, it's codified by Article 1, Section 10, amongst many other things in the world. You have the right to private contracts. And people say, man, you can't be polygynous in America. That's because you are inside of an American construct. I'm not against America. I'm saying if America doesn't propose something to us because they have created a constraint around it, then I step outside the constraint and create one where I'm comfortable. So it's not so much the fact that America doesn't make weight for a legal marriage outside of one. It's to simply say, if I do it the American way, then I have to stay inside the context of monogamy. But if I step out the American construct, it is perfectly legal for me to establish a legal document instrument that denotes the fact that I'm obligated in a relationship with one female, two, three, or more, and in my case, four. Okay, so people, I'm trying to get them to understand Stop being so limited because a lot of times people say, man, please, they'll lock you up if you marry to more than one person. No, that's not true. In our culture, you can be married, and this is the explanation for how we engage in such a relationship that you would call marriage. We securitize the agreement with what you would call dowry and religion, which we identify as collateral or in a contract. And this would specify my obligation as a male to the female, thus granting her a certain level of security from day one because the insecurity of a woman oftentimes plagues her throughout the course of the relationship. Therefore, she becomes a burden to herself. And if she was a burden to herself, she's a burden to the people that's trying to love her. So a lot of times the fear is if we break up, what do I have? Or am I just going to be left out there? I've seen what happened to my mother. I've seen what happened to my daughter. I've seen what happened to my sister. I've seen what happened to my best friend. Where where do we stand? I feel like I'm losing myself. I'm not sure where I'm at. And it's, These are the things that women are plagued with a lot of times in these relationships. Sometimes you need things to be a lot more detailed, a lot more vivid, a lot more clear, because they're highly imaginary beings. They're very visual. So they, they need something in a context where their imagination can grab a hold to it and thus generate images that correspond with their feelings to feel secure. Now, if there's nothing there, they have to be in a, in a, in a concept of guessing. And you don't want no woman that you're with guessing about if it really is going to work out or not because now she's rolling dice with her life, and as she gets older, there's every, every incremental or every interval of life we generate thoughts that would not be precipitated 10 years ago. So there's a point where you may want to go to the club all the time, and then 10 years go by, and then there's a point where you start burning it out 
All right? So and then some of us, we missed our childhood, so we try to revisit it in our adult age. So there's different uh, phenomena and circumstances that govern our situation, but ultimately thoughts start permeating within your mind at certain intervals in your life. So what didn't suffice to think about this year, it will suffice to think about it next year. And when those questions start coming up, it can be very overwhelming if you don't have something clear, cut, and dry and outlined so someone can say this is tangible evidence or I can revisit this and know that, oh, I can rest assured that he loves me so much. Your wife should be able to say he loves me so much that if in the event we should separate from each other, he has left me this, and he has said this. He has made this announcement from the day that we officially confirmed that we were, we are serious. One of my wives has access to 65% of the revenue from X amount of my books and our contracts. She knows that if we should separate for whatever reason, when I separate from her and she separate from me, if this should ever happen, I love her so much that we already put a plan in process that I will never hate her so much that I would not support her. You know, I try to complicate things while still being in her life in a certain capacity, though separate. No, more rather what I'll do, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I have already confirmed that you have access to 65% of everything that I have ever written in contract form in the event that we separate. Now, that's deep and profound. And then for another wife, she has land. And in the event we should separate, she has land that is worth $180,000 in equity. So this says, man, he has showed forth and proven that he worked hard. I exerted energy to get those things only to give it up and say, man, if I separate from you, I love you so much. This is what I have for you to remember me by, that you walked away from this relationship with substance. And just by giving, it's that same principle. It's enough to make you get back abundance, and it's enough if my wife's around me. Just because of that element of saying, I love you so much, I've already prepared for any event should we separate. I'm willing to not lose, but give. Some people say, man, you're going to want to lose in the land, or you're going to want to lose in the revenue in your books, but I don't see it as a loss. This is my diary, or this is the collateral to securitize the agreement, and in turn, she no longer has insecurities. And once the insecurities are diffused, you're dealing with the, the blessings and the, and the spirit of the true woman is when a woman is insecure about her disposition financially and emotionally, the, the, the inability to have a plan in the future. These are things that real women are concerned with. And there's a point in their life where they're at a crossroad where they need to know if things are in place because she's a mother by nature, whether she has a child or not. And a mother instinct always needs a plan. A mother instinct always needs a plan B or a plan C. A mother needs to know that she is not trapped. A mother needs to know that she's not getting so caught up and, and, and consumed by her love for someone else that she's just left out there in the event that something should go wrong because vulnerability is a very good thing about a female, but it's a very thing that plays her as well. So you have to be able to cater to the spirit of vulnerability. You have to have a woman be able to be willing to be vulnerable to a man because she can be secure at the same time. She cannot be exclusively vulnerable. She has, but once she can confess to her vulnerability so a man can provide, because in order for a man to provide for a woman, she has to be vulnerable. She has to be at his disposal for them to connect. She has to be able to, to be there for him in ways where she will be committing herself to vulnerability so she can activate the principle in him. But in order for her to be vulnerable, Okay, without cause of conflict of interest, she has to have security. So it cannot be halfway. 
you know. So it's it's deep, but we're going to be going over that stuff as far as monogamy and polygamy is concerned because this this is spiritual. The context of law, government, and organization is very spiritual. The context of people working together in, in an organized fashion to raise their children or generate revenue or just the agreement or covenant that they have established amongst each other is a very spiritual acquisition. It's a very spiritual uh, enactment. It's very powerful, and we have to get back into that element. We have to tackle or, or engage in this relationship business in so many ways that it, in, in so many different facets of life to, as to see to it that we be endowing the generation to come with pearls of wisdom in so much in such a way that they will never have to look back. And, it, and it, this may sound like a rumor. The lifestyle that black folks are living in now should hopefully sound like a rumor 100 years from now. They, they should say there's a story that black people were lost and, and they were crazed. 100 years from now, we should be able to look back at this as we are our children, and we should even wonder if this story was even true. And, and we can get there. We just have to put things in place and in proper context. So that's what we're going to be doing on March 17th. It's very powerful information when you put it all together. Very powerful information. Be polite. This um, the live stream on the Call Q family is about to cut off in two minutes. Okay. And for some reason, uh, Reg's call dropped. So I was piloting online. But I'm on the Amtrak. I got to get off at this stop right here. So I don't know how much longer we'll be able to do. We can go about, you know, five or ten more minutes, and then we can wrap it up with closing uh, comments or what have you. I do want to ask the elder a question, you know what I'm saying, before you brothers get it to wrapping up your dissertation. Okay. Uh, We've spoken about... You know, women and their ejaculations tonight. But I wanted you also to touch on, and I said we, we have spoken about ejaculation and orgasms as it pertains to women and them having multiple orgasms. I want to know from the elder, you know, what are your thoughts on ejaculation for the male and also, you know, um, man go about training himself for uh, multiple orgasms? Well, it's kind of like this. Ejaculation is kind of like when you were a child, you used to play with uh, how to hold a sneeze in. You know, so you get right to the point where you're getting ready to blow and feel the energy rush back in. If you can do that with that head, you can do that with the head below. You got two heads. So you want to master the thing that you do with your head that's on the top part of your body. You want to master that same phenomenon uh, with the head of your penis. So you can feel the energy build up, and then you know how to get quiet and still and feel the energy rush back up your spine rather than rushing out of your penis. That's ejaculation. So the importance of that is that you can have uh, however many orgasms that you want to have because 
First of all, it's very important for men to realize that ejaculation and orgasm are two different things. So you can have multiple orgasms. You can have orgasms. In fact, how I look at it, you get on the, instead of taking a train or bus or walking, if a woman is having one orgasm, one every eight-tenths of a second, then just get on the, the jet with her. And be so much in feeling mode until every time an orgasm runs through her, it runs through you. Y'all are connected at that point. So if she can have 500,000, you can have 500,000 too if you just pay attention, be in touch with her energetically, and ride her jet. That's right. <laughs> wow. You don't even need to be trying to create them. She's already creating them one every eight tenths of a second. If you I didn't you 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 completely immersed up in the middle of a continuous orgasm. Orgasmicness is is your natural state. And when you really get to, to really understand sex from the energetics, then you realize, oh, this is my birthright. It ain't something you're going to look for. You are that. Okay. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm totally, you know, encouraged men to understand ejaculation. But like I said, it's nothing but knowing how to stop right before you go over the edge and allow the energy that was getting ready to rush out of you, you allow it instead to, to crawl back up your spine and go up to your crown and totally um, charge your, your mental spiritual te- capacity, capabilities. Right. All of this is simple. They make it real complicated. That's, that's the main thing that I'm going to do is demystify all of this. Because if you've got too much stuff going on in your brain, okay, I need to do this, I need to tighten this PC muscle, I need to pump it, I need to do this, I need... you ain't even having sex no more. You're in a mental dialogue with yourself about all this shit you think you need to do to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman is over there wondering. And the woman is over there wondering when is the sex gonna get started? And you caught up trying to follow Mantaki, and Mantaki don't have a clue about how to be a woman. Wow. He doesn't have a clue. He's a research artist. Most of these folk are great research people, and they put together books in beautiful ways. And then you try to follow them, but there ain't no light, and there's no energy in it. Right. There's no energy in it. So you, you want to grow up to be Mantachia, then you're going to grow up to be an individual that has no energy in its penis, none whatsoever, and has no clue how to interact with women. Last time I heard he had a 23-year-old leading him around by his nose. I, you know, I don't, nothing, in me, nothing in me wants to grow up to be like that, personally. So, you know, nice book, nice books. I mean, I give him credit. He's put out a bunch of nice books. Right. But somebody else. But somebody else would have to truly interpret them, somebody that really actually knows what all that means. 
because it ain't him. Right. So people have to just be careful. Look at people real closely and then ask yourself, do I want to grow up to be like this? I used to go to to places where people had written all these books about different kinds of energy stuff, and I get ready to ask them a question. I say, I want to ask you a question. On such and such a page, you said, and they go, hey, you know what? I'm the wrong one to ask. I just did the research. I put the book together. You have to ask somebody that's done it if you really want to know how it works. Wow. And this is a many, 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 many cases. These people do research, and some of them put out a book a book a day <laughs> with the technology that's here nowadays. <laughs> they do the research, and they got a book coming out in a few minutes. Right. So, and I ain't knocking it because some of it's good information. But information alone is absolutely worth it. You've got to have enough understanding to know how to put it in motion, put it in action. And, and even for the stuff that I share with people, I say to everybody, never believe anything that I tell you because if you believe what I tell you, then you are admitting that you have no idea if it's real. Now, go prove it, either right or wrong. Go prove it. So you hear me say it? Go prove that I'm wrong. If, if in the process of proving that I'm wrong, you end up finding out that I'm right, then the information belongs to you. Now it's your own experience. Okay. So on that note, brothers, want to leave it at that. Um, please, definitely. One more time, Brother Polite, let them know where they can see us live in person in 4D. Okay, family, get the up-close experience so you can take it home and own it for yourself. Please let them know one more time where this is taking place. Cool. On March 17th, on 5th Avenue, between 125th and 126th Street, 2033 is the building number, 2033 5th Avenue, between 125th and 126th Street, in Harlem, New York, New York, New York. We'll be having our proficiency exams, and, of course, we'll be engaging on the subject matter in greater detail. There will be live demonstrations. Uh, anybody that's in doubt or just simply wants to participate, because we're not petitioning to people to please believe us. That's not what this is about. We, it's already right. confirmed in our lives, so we're not petitioning to you to please come here and believe us so we can establish credibility. We have our credibility with the heavens. The heavens bestowed upon us the credibility to even convey the message and confer the degrees. So we're saying come for educational purposes. But should you be interested but still feel there are gray areas, then we ask you participate for educational purposes, not just to the benefit of yourself but to everybody else's benefit. Make everyone the benefactor of, of your courage. Okay, to engage in the knowledge. So that's two zero three three Fifth Avenue between one hundred and twenty fifth street and one hundred and twenty sixth street in Harlem, New York. Doors are open at two o'clock. Doors are open at two o'clock. Don't forget, if you're a new covenant out there and you're interested in the opportunities to become a midwife in our community, part of the debt discharge medium, okay, a public diffusion, mortgage specialist, status correction and the likes. 
pass that proficiency exam. Come come in and take that proficiency exam. If you're interested in joining the NCSD, Cognitive Special Defense, or New Cognitive Peacock, or the NCPL for the for the sisters, of course, the NCSD is for the brothers. Then uh, please get in there and come in by 12 o'clock. We'll be ready for you so you can go through your initiations. All right, so it's going to be great. That's March 17th. Next Sunday, I wish we got an opportunity for people to ask their questions, man. It would have been great. But we thank you anyway, nonetheless, for having us on the call. Thank you, brothers. Give thanks. Thank you, Elder, for blessing the program with your profound wisdom. Yes. And um, I'm out here in L.A., so I got to look you up, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I need to get some of this on camera. Great, man. Yes, indeed. All right? Yeah. So, as always, yeah. brother, give thanks. Much success to your upcoming event. Peace, love, and light to the family. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Same bad time, same bad channel. Still rock out with the best. Peace. Peace. Peace.